When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I studied electronics engineering. I never studied accounting. I admit some of my liquidation paperwork were probably submitted late or in a sloppy fashion, you know. I'm a pole vaulter, not an accountant, not in any shape or form a corporate assistant to do all of this. That's top Filipino pole vaulter Ernest John or EJ Obiena hitting back at the Philippine Athletics Track and Field Association or PATAFA who had accused him of not paying his Ukrainian coach Vitaly Petrov in the last three years. They also asked him to return 85,000 euros or over 4.8 million pesos in financial assistance. This story was broken by the Philippine Daily Inquirer, which got a hold of the confidential letter Patafa sent EJ, which then prompted a very public airing of dirty laundry by both sides. How did it get to this point? What should the process have been? In this episode of Teka Teka, we take a closer look at how money changes hands in the business of sport. I'm Izili Puma Podcast. First, a crash course on the role of sport governing bodies in the Philippines. We have the Philippine Sports Commission or PSC. It's the sole policy-making coordinating government agency for all amateur sports programs and institutions. The PSC funds the National Sports Association or NSA. The NSA, meanwhile, is the local governing body for a given sport, like the Philippine Athletics Track and Field Association. They're also responsible for ensuring that the sport has sufficient funding not only from the government but also private partnerships. Now, depending on the situation, funds from the PSC may be transferred by the PSC to NSA, to the athlete, or directly to the coach or therapist or support staff. In short, it's a lot of bureaucracy to wade through. In February this year, a full nine months before the controversy broke, Patafa President Philip Popoyhuigo spoke at a forum organized by the Philippine Sports Writers Association and acknowledged that this was a huge burden on EJ Obiena, who at the time was deep in training for the Tokyo Olympics. What we're trying to do is to remove the stress from him, brought about by having to uh, transfer from place to place, to move, trying to minimize the papers that he has to fill up in terms of liquidation, Ang dami-dami niyan to satisfy the requirements of the PSC. Sometimes you need a full-time secretary just to go through this, and he's doing all of that alone. There's a lot on his shoulders. It's not just competing. It's the other administrative details, looking for transport, which uh, should not be bothering him. If we were a, a richer country, we would have an entire staff his uh, entourage trailing him and taking care of those things. But we don't have, and we make do with what we have. A full-time secretary. Patafa knew EJ badly needed help, 
but he also didn't have money to give him one. More recently, in an exclusive interview on One News with sports journalist Gretchen Ho, EJ's longtime mentor Jim Lafferty painted a picture of the athlete's struggles while training abroad. You have a Filipino athlete living in Italy. Now, what's the currency in Italy? It's the euro. EJ needs euros to live. He needs euros to pay the bills. His coach is a Ukrainian national living in Italy. He wants to be paid in euros. He doesn't want pesos. And there's a 25 euro charge on every wire that EJ eats out of his own pocket. So he has lost, we've calculated, over 150,000 pesos in wire transfer fees. It would make his life so much easier if the administration of Pataf and the PSC would handle this for him. We've made him a head of human resources paymaster. According to Jim, both the PSC and Patafa are often late in releasing money. There's a board resolution from the PSC that says we'll grant him this amount of money. The grant is paid from PSC to Patafa months later. Patafa sits on the money for four months, three months, five months, and then suddenly sends it to EJ. I mean, everybody's late. The majority of it is paid only after EJ has to front everything and then he's reimbursed. He was always out of money. That's why I always had to loan him money. They say, we'll reimburse, but he doesn't have the money to start with. And that is the root of the problem. Everybody's late in making payments because there is so much paperwork at each step. Imagine if money comes in late and you've already used your personal money to pay for food and rent and gas and you have to keep all those receipts Note your expenses in ledger, balance them out when the money finally comes in, etc., etc. All while training to become the best in the world at what you do. Here's Senator Sherwin Gachalian at a recent hearing over PSE's budget. Can the PSE at least provide some support services, such as accounting clerks, people who can help athletes, not only EJ, but athletes to liquidate because it takes a lot of energy to liquidate because you have to gather the receipts, you have to gather all the documents, and then you have to balance it to make sure that uh, exact uh, amounts were, are being liquidated. Patafa President Popoy Huico in the February 2021 interview with the Sports Writers Association mentioned, quote-unquote, usual delays that prompted him and other Patafa directors to shell out the money for EJ first from their own pockets. In short, nag-aabono din sila. Well, all of the things that he needs financially have been, been, have been given by the PSC, although sempre there is the usual delay and Patafa and the directors are forced to advance from our personal pockets. No? But aside from those inconveniences, there's not much because they've already devoted, uh, they've already given their support. Ano lang is that we have to be flexible because so many things can change. Like that, his change in staying on his quarters. He was staying in Formia. All of a sudden, the lockdown, so they had to transfer to another bigger place, more expensive place, which is outside of the budget, which is an extra budget. Kailangan maintindihan yun. This razor-thin budget is the other problem. On his blog, Jim Lafferty wrote about an incident in 2019 when EJ ran into trouble at the Doha airport. The airline wanted to charge him $800 extra for him to check in his pools. He had only $200 to his name. Can you imagine 
or national athlete standing at a counter trying to explain to the ticketing agent he can't afford to ship his equipment? After the world war with Patafa blew up, EJ admitted to paying late and making liquidation mistakes and says it's hard to juggle administrative tasks while competing, flying to other countries every 36 hours, and training 9 hours daily. I'm alone in trying to handle all of this in a foreign country. I have requested many times for my coach and my team to be paid directly. I have no desire to play the middleman, but this has been refused somehow. I have not always handled the paperwork well, and I'm sorry, very, very sorry for this. And Jim says EJ has been receiving multiple citizenship offers from other countries even before the whole issue. Long before this happened, and there was already a line of people at his door to offer him a passport. I mean, he is the hottest thing in track and field because he's gone from number 30 to number 10 to number 8 to number 5. And, and everyone's afraid, scared of him. The Brazilian coach told me a couple years ago, the number one guy out there is Obiana. He wants to stay and vault there, but how do you vault when your own federation is trying to kill you? We leave you with this thought. Patafa fired the first shot by sending EJ a letter accusing him of falsifying documents and asking him to return 85,000 euros in financial assistance. That letter was leaked to the Philippine Daily Inquirer, whose article was the spark that ignited a barrage of coverage. If the media had not feasted on this saga, would the two parties have been able to settle the issue amicably behind the scenes? Nobody asked me any question. Nobody asked for clarity or supporting documentation. My own federation comes out of me with pure aggression, no benefit of any doubt, and with intent to destroy my reputation. If the objective of a sports federation is to destroy and demoralize an athlete and undermine their performance, I think this is textbook example of how we can actually achieve this. Again, I'm Izzy This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano. Follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maraming salamat po.